You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Discount Tire, we know how valuable your time is around the holidays. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com so you can spend more time with friends and family this holiday season. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code WELCOME to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code WELCOME at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code WELCOME. Hey, Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Babs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Another episode of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one half of your host, Mind of Reese, aka Reese Williams. Mind of Reese on Instagram, Twitter. Uh joined as always by Bibbs, aka I think I'm balling like I'm Kobe right now. Shooting trash into the trash can. <laughs> Brother Bibbs, how you feeling? I was feeling good for a while. Um but a cough has developed yet again. Um quite pissed about it to be honest. But it's it's gonna be alright. It's gonna be alright. Uh y'all can't see right now unless we post the clip, but he is Baltimore Bibbs right now. He's repping one of his twenty hometowns. Uh, he has on the Baltimore Ravens jersey. 
He has uh I believe that's a Baltimore Ravens towel in the background. Yes, yeah, a towel. Got the uh the the t-shirt back there holding up the Super Bowl trophy, the Lombardi. He's got the uh the mug in the back. Um oh, and Dirk's in the back on the corner too, but yeah. Anyway, um This this isn't really the the Mavs Outsiders podcast. This look like the the Baltimore Insiders podcast right now. Um even though I'm not a Ravens fan, uh, my team actually won today. But um <laughs> This is going to be a little similar to last week. Uh, if y'all listened to the episode last week, we kind of ran through the games. Didn't spend too much time on them uh, as far as the recap. Mainly because if you participated or if you saw the tweet earlier, and if you didn't see the tweet, that means you probably don't follow the Mavs Outsiders on Twitter, which you should, at Mavs Outsiders. But I digress. Uh, we sent out the call, man. We haven't done mailbag in a while. We're doing mailbag this episode we got some questions in. It's going to take some time. So, we won't have enough time for the uh, the game recap as we usually would. So, um, unless you have anything you want to say, Bibbs, uh, i say we get into it. Yeah, uh, Happy New Year. I'll say that. It's the first episode of 20... What's the year? 2022? 2022, <laughs> brother. 2022. Flew by, it, it flew by these past couple of... Pandemic has made time not make sense, but... um. Yeah, uh, did you do anything for New Year's? Um, I did not. I stayed home. Uh, I had plans to spend some time. Well, originally I was thinking about going out, spending some time with my lady, but okay. I was like, "Duh, the way COVID ramping up, <clears throat> I'm not vaccinated yet. I I need to chill. Uh, I'm not going out. And if I do, it'd be somewhere low key, secluded, maybe like a gathering with some f- smaller group of friends, but." Uh, ended up staying home, just chilling, doing nothing. Uh, worked the next morning anyway, so it's probably best that I didn't go out. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Um, <clears throat> I usually don't do anything at all. Uh, but my friend actually moved like one fifth of a mile from me, mm-hmm. so I went over to his house. We just had a quick drink and came back home. That was it. Um, I'm trying to think. I did watch the. <laughs> I watched Miley Cyrus twerk as the new year came in. Oh my um, god. Why is she still doing that? She was chilling with um what's his name? The dude that's smashing all the celebrities. Um, Pete Wentz. I meant Pete Davidson. Pete da- <laughs> Pete I Davidson. said Pete Wentz. That's fucking like, Fallout boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pete Davidson was up there, like they lost track of time. It was the hot. I don't I was mad that I ended up there, but then I turned over to uh Anderson Cooper and them and they were being they were wasted on CNN as usual. So um, on New Year's, the uh the Harry Potter reunion came out on HBO Max. I've yet to watch that. I might actually watch it tonight. I saw some people saying that they uh, were getting emotional. Oh wow! So oh wow! I think they did a couple tributes. I know a couple characters passed. Yeah, um, I know of obviously. Um, why is his name escaping me? Dumbledore. No, his real name, uh, Snape. Yeah, that was, I think, the one I saw. One of the ones I saw where they were saying they made an emotional tribute. Why is his name? Forget it. Um, It'll come to me. Alan something? Alan Rickman. That's what it is. Alan Rickman. Thank you. Um, I know the original Dumbledore did pass. Someone else played him a few movies in. Um, And I'm not sure who else passed. I think that was it. That might be it. Yeah. Um, 
they're doing a lot of tributes. I know they did, uh, there was the Fresh Prince uh, Fresh Prince reunion. Uh, this reunion. I know Peacock did a Friends reunion. Our um, generation is real deep in the nostalgia, so they're, they're yeah. serving it everywhere. you're new to the outsiders podcast you may not be aware of the way that we like to ramble sometimes in this scenario reese and i went on for about 10 more minutes about movies and instead of subjecting you to that at the beginning of our basketball podcast i decided to remove that portion and put it at the end of the podcast after we've talked about basketball again if you would love to go back and listen to our conversation about movies then that's at the end of the podcast but for now, let's get back to basketball. All right. So um, Monday, the Dallas Mavericks played the Portland Trailblazers. If you listen to the last episode of the podcast, you know, we recorded that podcast while this game was going on. So you got to hear some of our live reactions, but we did not cover it. So let's get into it right now. We came away with the win 132 to 117. Dame did play that game. Um which, you know, I, I wasn't expecting Dame to play that game. Once I heard that Dame was playing, I was thinking, you know, uh, this might be an L for us. But Portland Trailblazers are down bad. So <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't have NERP. No CJ nah. McCollum still. Yeah. No Anthony um, Simons. I don't. Oh, no, he did play that game. He went out after our game. Hell of a performance by Christos Porzingis. 34 points, 9 rebounds. Five assists, two steals, two blocks. Shot 12 of 21 from the field. Not something we see often. Three of seven from three and got to the line a lot, shooting seven of nine. Uh, I, I'm going to say this now instead of waiting. Um, I really like the way he's been performing since Luka has been out. Um, there's been some flaws in his performance. He's not perfect. I, I see y'all on Twitter like the nitpick. Uh, obviously, some of it is warranted, but he has been very aggressive on offense, I think. Uh, being able to find his spots, get to the line. So hopefully that continues when he's able to come back um, from him currently being out and Luca being back. So I think he's just resting because we have a back-to-back. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, That's my prediction. And because he's been carrying the load while Luka's yeah, been out. Yeah, a lot. So uh, shout out to Christos Porzingis. Hopefully he can keep this up. But he was, be, he was able to do whatever he wanted against Portland. Like you said, no Nurkic. Uh, the biggest play I think they had on the court was probably Larry Nance. Literally the entire game. They had Larry Nance, Nazir Little. Off the bench, they had... I don't even know some of these people. None of these are big players. Yeah, they're not. Simons, Alibi, McGriff. They got Scruff McGruff on the court. Scruff McGruff. They were down bad. Uh, George Brown is that... Yeah, Greg Brown, I'm sorry. But none of these dudes are bigs. Like, Larry Nance was their only quote-unquote big. So, yeah. I would expect the 24th highest paid player in the NBA to get buckets uh, when he's seven foot two, and the other team is throwing out a bunch of small forwards. I imagine you just know that off the top of your head that he's the 24th highest paid player in the uh, NBA. No, I don't know but... that off the top of my head. I looked it up. To oh, okay. To <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you have anything you want to say about this game? Not really. Uh, oh, I did want to add one little piece. I, I feel sorry for Dame, not in the sense that I want him out of Portland, feel sorry for him, but I hate that he's he feels like he has to be he he won't he won't pull a Steph and just sit out, uh, knowing that his team is not going anywhere right now. Um, yeah, I said it. 
he he uh he won't pull a step and just sit out. He's been playing with this injury for a long time. I feel like if he needs surgery, they need to go ahead and just do that at this point. I agree. Um, he's 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 treading water right now, and they have a fake GM right now. So the idea of them doing a trade is a lot trickier than it would be if they had a full time GM in there right now. So I don't know. I, there's obviously a lot of season left they can still get healthy cj's should be back eventually uh from his lung collapsing um nerd should come out of protocols and again i we were both high on this team coming into the year as being a threat that hasn't changed but i think you were higher than i was but i still had them in the playoffs i was gonna say we both I had them as a three seed. You had them as a low seed, but you had them going to the championship. So you thought yeah. they were dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I thought they could give some teams like uh, a run for their money. But yeah, this is, I mean, granted, they, they dealt with injuries. It, for the past three, four years. Yeah. And coming into the season, obviously, Dame didn't look himself due to an injury he's dealing with and still dealing with. So I think I remember uh, when that happened, to be honest. Like, he was on the ground. I think somebody rolled over him. I remember him getting up, grabbing his body. I thought it happened. I thought the injury initially happened, like, during the summer. I thought it was during uh, the bubble. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. If he's been playing, like, through it since then, then that's wild. But, um, yeah. But, I mean, I, remember, the bubble was only, like, a year ago. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but still, you know. A year and some change. He didn't play the, uh, basically a whole season since then. Yeah. So. But he um, said it was like pain maintenance, basically, is his only thing with it. And it's like, that's not healthy. Yeah, but he, it's, it's really nothing to gain from playing right now. I mean, obviously, right. Dame is a competitor. He wants to play. He feels like he has to. But the best way for you to help this team is to sit out. <laughs> Take the time you need, get healthy, come back, and help the team that way. And maybe, right. just maybe, I'm pretty sure they don't want to hear this. Pretty sure he doesn't. But while he's out. Maybe the team finishes very low in the standings and y'all get a draft pick. I don't know if they have the draft pick. I wow. think they did they trade two draft picks for Covington? I it, thought it was just one. It might have been just one, but I don't know if they have the draft pick. If but, you traded two first round draft picks for Robert Covington, then I don't understand why the GM wasn't fired soon. That was a even bigger issue. But <clears throat> the GM definitely should have been fired. It shouldn't have been uh Stotts. It should have been the GM. Yeah, because uh, the roster was the issue. It should have been both. To CJ, should have been both. I mean, Honestly. I understand stats, but it went. I don't think anything that was going on was his fault. Some of his rotational decisions were. Awful. Him and Carlisle had a lot of similarities. Is what yeah, I'll say. <laughs> he just doesn't have the resume that right Carlisle has. <clears throat> but he got this. He had the same longevity for a minute. Facts. We can move on. I'm sorry. Yeah, we can move on. Uh, <laughs> next game was uh not a not a back to back but one of those uh series that we've kind of seen recently uh this year we were in Sacramento for two games the first game on Wednesday we lost 95 to 94 on a game with a game winner by Chimezi Metu wide open in the corner you you want to talk about that play um I actually went to sleep at halftime, woke up to like mentions and messages from guys like, oh man, something, something, how y'all, I'm like, what happened? I looked at the goddamn video and I saw Dwight Powell leave Chemezi Metu. And granted, yeah, Chemezi Metu is not a great shooter. Uh, He hadn't been hitting (coughs) the damn thing all night. 
but I'd still much rather allow the layup and allow the game to be tied than to allow a wide open three-point shot from the closest three-point shot to the basket on the floor. I don't care if the guy hasn't hit a shot all night. You're in the NBA, you're wide open. Chances are you, you probably have a 50-50 chance of going in unless your name is Ben Wallace or Shaquille O'Neal. So, name <clears throat> I don't put I don't put the the um I don't put the loss on Powell. I know I can't put the entire loss on him. But I do put I'm trying I was trying to find I put the loss on kid first of all. Down the stretch he overcoached. He overcoached, which we saw when we played the Suns. Was it the Suns both times? I don't remember. It was the week where we played. Two I know teams what you're talking about. Beat and we had no. It might have been the Suns both. It times. was the Suns. We had them. We had them beat both times, and he did something stupid in yep. the fourth quarter, and we lost the game. This time he waited to the very end of the game, and he made some goofy substitutions. First of all, he took Josh Green out when Josh Green was controlling the game uh, defensively, and put Dwight Powell in, and they immediately went at him because he's a friendly ghost in the paint, and. You know, we went back and forth for a second. Then <clears throat> we had the lead. We had the ball with like 30 seconds or something left. Maybe might have been like 34 or something like that. Um, Brunson holds the ball for 16, 17, 18 seconds before trying to do anything. And we end up with a terrible possession. We don't score. Um, so now they got the ball. He, he puts Dwight Powell. He puts Josh Green back in, but Dwight Powell's on the court. Jalen Brunson's on the court on a one-stop, up-by-two situation. Why? Why are Jalen Brunson and Dwight Powell in for a defensive possession? Why are we matching up man-to-man to the point where Josh Green's man is standing all the way on the other side of the court just to get Josh Green out of the play? So it's four-on-four, and two of our four are Jalen Brunson and Dwight Powell. First mistake. So Frank is on De'Aaron Fox, whom he knows well. <clears throat> now he did overplay and Fox let Fox drive left, but I know Frank very well. I know when he's panicking. He pan he 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 messed up against Trey Young and he panicked, and I could see it in the playoffs, if y'all recall, when Trey Young got the, the game winner against the Knicks. They put Frank in for two seconds and let him get cooked by Trey Young. Anyway, Frank did not panic when Fox went by him. He timed his steps to where he was even stride for stride with De'Aaron Fox. He has a seven foot two to seven foot four wingspan, and guys underestimate his wingspan all the time. I believe he was trying to tee up Fox for a block. However, Dwight Powell left Chemezi Metu immediately as soon as Fox took one step to get even with Frank. He didn't hesitate to make Fox think. He didn't halfway come off to, to, to slow him down and then, you know, try to figure out what was going on. He completely sold out to cut off Fox's drive, which gave Fox enough time to notice Dwight Powell is standing there 
that means somebody's wide open. And Jalen Brunson, who was on the wing on the other side, did not move to slide down to replace Dwight Powell. So now Fox has a wide open, perfect pass to the corner to Chemezi Metu, who had already hit two threes, if I'm not mistaken, in the game. Um, <clears throat> let me look at it. Yes, he was two for four from three up to that point. So now he's wide open in the corner. Nobody is anywhere near him. Even Frank, like I said, if Frank thought he was beat, he would have looked for help. He would have saw Dwight Powell immediately and he would have ran over himself to replace Dwight Powell. But he saw Dwight Powell at the last second because he had it. He was eyed up on Fox and he didn't even get the chance to go out and challenge Metu. So Metu has time to, to do his taxes before he lines up the three and he buried it. It, it is what it is at that point. Um, <clears throat> as far as the game itself, Brunson 25 and six, KP 24 and seven, a more KP like shooting night, eight for 19, one for six from three. Um, that's all I really gotta say about that. I think Jason Kidd threw that game away. Uh, that last possession. Oh, and again, Dwight Powell selling out to cover Frank, I don't think it's his fault either. He's used to being on a court with guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. So as soon as they get beat, yes, they would be out of the play. But that was Frank Nilakina. And I don't think he needed the help in that situation, personally. That's just me. Uh, all right. Uh, I, okay. <laughs> all right. Full breakdown. Uh, next game? Sure. All right. Uh, we sort of redeemed ourselves um, Friday night, uh, New Year's Eve. Defeating the Sacramento Kings one twelve to one one twelve to ninety six. One twelve. I didn't remember that. I was like <laughs> to ninety six. Um, the previous game. Well, actually, in this game, uh, Reggie Bullock returned. Had a really Bullock. nice. Bullock. Had a really nice stat line of sixteen points, five rebounds. Three assists, one steal. Shot five for eight from the field and three and five from three. Also shot three or four from free throw range. Got to the line. Um, uh, not a game we've seen from him much this season. Hopefully this is a sign of more to come. Uh, this clearly had people on the timeline saying trade THJ immediately. I uh, think that might be jumping the gun a little bit, but uh, I understood where y'all were coming from. I just personally don't agree, but it is what it is. Um Nice game from uh, all the Mavs overall. Guys who really uh, not shit the bed in the previous game, but um, didn't show up as much in the previous game. Like uh, a Dwight Powell, who doesn't show up in most games. Uh, <laughs> Dwight Powell um, had a decent game this game. 13.7 rebounds, two steals, one assist. Shot 50% from the field at 5 of 10 and went to the line three times. Shooting a hundred percent. Josh Green with eight points. Shannon Little Brother with eight points and seven rebounds. Marquise Chris with eight point seven rebounds. Uh, nice game overall. But uh, we also forgot to mention last game that Isaiah Thomas suited up for the Mavericks and went into COVID protocols almost immediately. So he did not return for this game. Uh, another big game for Porzingis. Another big game for Jalen Brunson, which has been the norm while Luka has been out. Kudos to them. Thoughts on the game? 
Um, yeah, KP had a great game in this one. And here's what I'll say about KP in this stretch. Uh, there was a lot that I liked. Um, I feel like he started slowing down with the ball a lot, not often, and especially mostly in first halves because we know he likes to disappear in the second half and turn into a jump shooter again. But for the most part during the stretch, there was a lot more flashes of what he can be on both sides of the ball, defensively rotating over, protecting the realm, grabbing rebounds, and again, picking his spots, taking his time on his outside shot. He started to get it working in the, in the Kings games. And then uh, on the inside, I just need him to be patient with it. He needs to be comfortable working for a second with the ball, make the defense think, because when you're big, and this is the part that I think it's, it's hard for me to communicate sometimes, but when you're seven foot two and you get the ball near the rim, guys are going to overreact. So you have to give that time to happen so that it opens up other people. And a lot of times KP rushes and we don't get the full effect of the, the, the presence of a big man. I know he doesn't do big man things a lot, but when you're playing the game live, your brain is not thinking that. Your brain is just saying big man near hoop, and they're going to react to it as if he's prime Shaq, even though we know he's not prime Shaq. So he has to allow that to marinate a little bit to, to really unlock his true potential to affect the game um and that's where i fall into that whole i don't know if kp is that guy it's the same stuff with ad's being fraudulent and carl anthony towns being fraudulent they don't allow themselves to impact the game in ways that matter in clutch type situations often that shot that ad made in the bubble was lucky as fuck i said it i'm gonna say it again if he doesn't make that shot, we're talking about a whole different type of situation with AD and, and his his ability to step up when it matters. So <clears throat> it's that type of stuff, man. It's it's can KP hit those shots? Sure, but can we depend on it in a clutch situation? Absolutely not. And that's that's the the next uh, step of development for KP if he's going to be a long term fit next to Luca. Uh, I agree. Uh, like I said. Um, I like what KP has done over this stretch, but the, the, the nitpicks or the problems that people have pointed out have been valid for the most part, that being one of them. Um, I, I feel like it's, it's kind of past the point where we're saying, oh, well, we still got to see what they're like together. It's been two years. Uh, granted, KP, this is his first year looking healthy and he has looked good, but he's looked better when he's the number one option out there and Luca's out. I want to see him look like that number one option when Luca's there. I'm not saying he should be the number one option, but if you look like one and you play like one, then you're a fantastic second option. I hope that makes sense. But right. You have to like we I think we talked about it in the offseason. Um to be a good two, you have to be able to be a one from, from time to time. Absolutely. That's why guys like Chris Middleton and Clay Thompson are like perfect number two guys because they play the number two role and fit into it seamlessly. But if you need them to step up into that number one role, whether the the number one is out or the number one can't take over well or that, you know, the defense is focusing in on them, it's seamless. They can switch into it like that. 
I don't think KP is there. But we'll see. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we can. I don't have anything else to say about that. Uh, same. <clears throat> so let's move on to the game from today. Uh, OKC Thunder at OKC Thunder. The road um, journey continues before we return home tomorrow. But we defeat the OKC Thunder 95 to 86. KP was out this game, like we mentioned earlier. Luka Doncic returned this game. Also, Maxi Kleba and Tim Hardaway Jr. returned this game. I was about to call him Terrence, and I don't know why. Um, <laughs> um, Luka came back, 14 points, 9 rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, the guy on the other side had more of a Luka game than Luka did, but, you know. <laughs> and Michelle Chalamet was killing it. The, you stole my line. God damn it. <laughs> the guy on the other side. <laughs> I was about to say Timothy Chalamet was hooping. Oh, man. It's cool. <laughs> Most of the people listening to this probably don't even know who Timothy Chalamet is. Uh, we talked about movies about 20 minutes later. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, low scoring game. This overall, like 95 to 86. You're not expecting a whole bunch of huge pop-out stats on the box scores, but at the end of the day, they got the win, and that's all that matters. I don't need anybody to score 20, 30-something points. Come away with the win. Get it done. Went into OKC, got it done. Didn't take them for granted because they do have some talent over there, even though Shea Gildress Alexander did not play. But, or Lou uh, Dortz. But uh, this, is what, this, this is what teams who are trying to get into the playoffs do mentioned it early in the season beat the teams you're supposed to beat thoughts um surprised you didn't go into it but marquis chris beautiful performance beautiful 15.7 boards in 14 minutes i knew you wanted to get into it because i saw your tweet earlier okay so yeah so let, let's talk about it so marquis chris first of all uh six for nine from the field three for three from three and each one looked money like I ain't questioning it for a second. Uh, trying to check. He did have three fouls, so foul trouble is still a thing for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on his second 10-day, and we don't have an open roster spot at this time. I think most people are on the board with waving Willie Colley-Stein to make that roster spot. Like, Marquise Chris has to be a Mav at this point. Absolutely. There's, if he's not a Mav at the, in, in, like, a week, we riot. That's a problem. We we riot and Nico is trash at that point. I I wouldn't call the dude trash. <laughs> That's overreaction. You know, you know, I I understand. Yeah, you gotta question Nico at that point. If Marcus absolutely Chris, it leaves this roster at the end of this this uh, second ten day. Um, in my opinion, now clear. I is it debatable that he's ready to fill in for Powell? Maybe in the sense of like chemistry. You can see there's still some, some slight misses on the chemistry tip. But as far as talent, if we sign him by the, 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 the last quarter of the season, I would expect him to be ready to start. And if he's in foul trouble, that's when we bring Dwight Powell in. And that could be as simple as that. Use Dwight Powell. They're, they're similar types of players, but Marquise Chris is high, much more effective at the things that we need a center to do. And then you use Pal to spell him, and you have a light version. I'm on board with that. I agree. 
Uh, I like him as a spark plug off the bench. He doesn't have to start. I'm still not okay with the white pile starting, but if we're not going to get a real starting caliber center, then make it a goddamn revolving door. Who cares? Um, no, but I care. <laughs> white pal not acceptable. <laughs> but um, at this point, actually, I mean, if Marquise Chris is going to be a spark plug like that off the bench, we can move Maxi into the starting lineup. Next. Oh, you mean off the bench? Okay, okay. Yeah, like okay. KP, Maxi, <laughs> Dodo. Reggie and Luca. Um, Reggie. I mean, that's who seems to. Do you think they're going to keep Jalen Brunson in the starting lineup? That was my next question is so we saw the Luca Brunson lineup that people have been asking for. Um, I, I I don't feel like we got a real good sample of it. Um, Luca was being extra passive, which I didn't like. Uh, but I'm sure he's still working his way back conditioning wise. I, I want to see it. I want to see it again, quite honestly. I want to see. I want to see more Luca Brunson. I saw Luca make a concert a concerted effort not to have the ball all the time, which is fine. But at the same time, when he does have the ball, I still need him trying to get baskets. Like he was getting mm-hmm. inside, had the floater there, and not taking it. Marquise Chris in his post game interview even said that he was telling Luca like you're open. Sometimes you got to take those, um, which is the truth. Like I get it. You want to hit guys. You had Cuban and Donnie in your ear saying that you're a ball hog. F them. If you got points, take the points. I don't care if a three is more points than two and blah, blah, blah. Guarantee bucket is points. I'm going to take the guarantee bucket every time. Two or three. Facts. Um, I would like to see more of the Brunson Luca lineup as well. Um, I personally don't have a problem with them starting together. I just don't see them doing it. Um, I know Mavs Twitter is going to be like, oh, man, start them together. Then when they start together, like, oh, my goodness, put Bullock out there. We need more defense. Y'all so goddamn up and down. But so, um, what was up? I was going to say, so if Brunson starts, I need Marquise Chris to replace Powell. In the starting lineup? Like, if we're going to have two bad defenders, we can't. If we're going to have two bad defenders on the perimeter, we can't have a swinging gate in the paint as well. We gotta put somebody down there that can offer some resistance. So, Marcus you think Chris, he can be that consistently? I think he can be enough of that to where KP being able to rotate over helps. And if Luca gets his body right, then he won't be as much of a swinging door. So, in that case, off the bench, we will have Frank running the point, Reggie, Tim, Maxi, and Dwight Powell. For the most part, um, it looks like Jason Kidd's been trying out Josh Green with some point. So, That's true. That's true. Um, and Frank did not play at all tonight, and Josh was the sixth man off the bench. And when I say sixth man off the bench, I mean the sixth bench person. Right. Not the sixth man. So I didn't like that at all. Uh, but as far as minutes, he was third off the bench in minutes. So there's that. Shannon Lobrubble only got seven minutes. And Theo Pinson played 12 seconds. Yeah, everybody can't get minutes. Uh, I know Shannon, little brother, is has really stepped up um, in this recent uh, COVID Mavs. But you know, whose minutes are you going to take away for Shannon, little brother, when everyone comes back? It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I still think they're working the trades, the mm-hmm. phone phone line. Um, Josh Green had a, a quint, quintuple single tonight. Two points, three boards, assists, still a block. 
You making it sound good, brother, but <laughs> I mean, he they stuffed the stat sheet. He was in five categories. I mean, technically. <laughs> technically you're correct. <clears throat> Shannon little brother had three rebounds, two assists, and a steal in his time. All right. Well, uh guess that's it for this game unless you have anything else nope. left to say. All right. So uh we're gonna take a quick ad break. Run this ad real quick and we'll be back with the uh mailbag questions. Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone is going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code. TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum deposit of $5 and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are back. Mavs Outsiders Podcast, Mailbag Edition. We haven't done one of these in a while. We put the call out there. Y'all answered. Now we're about to answer your questions. So without further, ooh, that was smooth. You can't lie, that was smooth. Okay, never mind. All right, <laughs> I should have let it go. Uh, um, we let's get into it, man. Without further ado, we went long enough on the uh, on the games more than we wanted to. So first question comes. It's a weekly problem. <laughs> yeah, it is. From Katie Wiz at KT underscore WZA. Big supporter of the show, actually. Shout out to Katie. Every time we do these, she comes through. Uh, question. Do you think the Mavs should be playing with only one big man on the floor to help unlock the offense? Like what Vogel has done recently with LA. You want to tackle this one first? I'm going to say no. Um, I don't think... I'm okay with our our idea of doing keeping two bigs most of the time. The problem is who the two bigs are, as I've said before. Correct. Uh, Dwight Powell should not be playing as many minutes as he does. I know he has a, a couple of nice little games here recently, but let us not be confused. Whatever he was getting on the offensive end, he was likely giving up on the defensive end. Um, if that player is Marquise Chris, I don't think we're asking this question, in my opinion. Okay. Or or better, if they're a better center, even. Uh I don't think we're asking these questions. So I, I think I like I I like what kid wants to do and how the team can play. I just don't know if we, we don't have the personnel really in place. Yeah, I don't think we have the personnel in place. I'm not against a too big lineup. I think uh it's also, like you said, has a lot to do with personnel. Um I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say the Lakers have the personnel. I'm not sure if she's referring to like LeBron starting at center or Well, they got COVID issues. So. Yeah, they got COVID issues. So that's the thing of circumstance, not like, oh, let's try this. So um 
I don't have a problem with the two big lineup. I think it could be successful. Uh, it's just all about the personnel and who those bigs are. Uh, yeah. She also asks, when we get in Mavs outside of zip-up hoodies and T-shirts. All right. So, give y'all an insider. When we was first doing the hoodies, uh, the first one Bibbs designed was zip-up. I personally did not like it. <laughs> I like the pullover. But if enough people want the zip up and y'all want t-shirts, then we'll make it happen. We're not going to do it if there's no demand. So if you're listening to this episode and you want zip up hoodies and t-shirts, tweet at Mavs Outsiders. Tweet at the account. Let us know. We'll make it happen. Facts. Simple as that. Demand and supply. I'll go. I'll go a step further. Any type of merch you want, let us know. And if it's doable, we can make it happen. Facts. We have options. Price of the brick just went up. Just let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next next question. Came from Guadalupe Raul Alvarez. At getting the accents with <laughs> at Dallas Boys. Question with two S's. Should we trade Reggie Bullock? Okay. So if you would have asked me this question two weeks ago, my que- my answer would have been absolutely. <laughs> my my answer would have been absolutely. Um but he had a really nice game last game. Um, we're still waiting for everyone to come back and, and get right. He had a decent game this game. Um, not as good as his last game, but he did come off the bench this game. I'll wait out and see. Wait till at least the deadline. See what he can do. See what he brings. See what's available. Um, yeah, yeah. Wait it out. Don't do it prematurely. Um, just see what he can do. Uh, I wouldn't say trade him right now. But if they did trade him right now, I wouldn't be upset. I can get on board with that. Uh, you know, we only got about a month and some change to the deadline. So not a ton of time. I think that's fair coming back from COVID, get the team back together, see how they, they look together, see what rotations work, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, I'm on board with trading him if we can like do like a package situation and get somebody that replaces what he does for the most part and maybe does a little bit more. And if that if we can combine him in THJ or whatever the case may be to get an upgrade on the wing, then I'm with it. There's definitely some competing teams out there that could use a Reggie Bullock and THJ. I guarantee it. So mm-hmm. uh, competing compet- teams that expected to compete even right. that are not where they want to be would definitely swing for THJ or Reggie Bullock. I don't think that either one of them is untradeable or Facts. undesirable. Game a team that's playing right now, Los Angeles Lakers could use either one of those guys. So, uh, next question comes from Lock Thirteen at Locky R seven seven, Australian fan. Josh Green, agenda pusher. So you know, uh, I rock with him on this podcast, as I'm sure Bibbs does as well. Uh, question. Do you think we make any trades and do you think we do so to keep some players such as Chris? Also, do you guys have any trade ideas slash pipe dreams? Um, feel like we just touched on this kind of. Uh, 
with you saying you think Willie Cauley Stein might get waived to keep Chris. Um, we kind of touched on it when I said there's not enough minutes for everyone in reference to Shannon LaBrother. So uh, it's crazy how that's just like the natural word that comes out now when I speak of him. But um, yeah, I, I think it is possible not to keep guys like Chris because he's not that important. But I think simply because since the COVID issue, guys like Frank, Josh Green, Shannon LaBrother, you got Reggie coming back. You got THJ coming back. You got Maxi coming back. Who knows when Willie Cauley Stein comes back? You still got Moses Brown out there. Um, all of these guys can't get minutes, so I, I think we're definitely going to see some guys moved. Uh, they're probably weighing their options right now, looking at who could and should be moved. So, um, not necessarily to make room for Chris, but I, I think some guys will be moved to make uh, rotations easier as far as minutes go. Yeah, I think when you, it's like. If you're if you play 2K and you have a bunch of guys that are 72 to 77 ratings, and it's just not there's not a lot of enough of a difference between them to say yes, this is our guy that's going to get 25 minutes, but somebody's going to get 25 minutes, and you get into a situation where you want guys to be able to say, you know, I, today's the day I sit on the bench all night, Frank Milikina, for example, but. At some point, that's going to start to to drain on those guys. Um, and again, like I said, I, there's not a big enough gap between these guys for them to 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 have one guy in particular sit on the bench. And I do feel like Kid is going to start mixing and matching. And again, there's going to be other players that don't like not knowing what their minutes are going to be on a night to night basis. Right. Uh, I think that was part of why Justin, no, well, not Justin. That's why part of why. Um, Duke, Jay Crowder didn't want to come back to Dallas, even though we offer more money because he likes to know that what is my role. And he didn't trust Rick Carlisle to give him a set role. And I feel like we're kind of in the same situation now, but just for different reasons. Um, I do. I, I wish I had more time with the question because I, I kind of, and I was going to pitch this actually to Reese. Uh, I was going to say fix the Mavs episode where we like sit down and come up with some trades, kind of like when we did the play GM. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll do that closer to the deadline. Yeah, I was if about to say that sounds anything, good closer to the deadline. Uh, so maybe in a couple of weeks. But yeah, there's nothing off the top of my head that makes sense. Um, I think in one of the spaces they were trying to, they were talking about the Mavs and like who was a guy that I thought that we could trade for to get us over the top. And I, I kind of went through top scores in the league and realistic scenarios. And the only player that came to mind was if there was some way to get Brandon or Brandon Ingram. Um, if, you know, Zion's not coming back anytime soon and they decide to punt the year, he's wasting away. So maybe they would be willing to part with a Brandon Ingram. Um, but there really isn't any other guy out there like that, that I, I really think we can realistically attain. That's going to make us a contender right away. Yeah, it's, it's no real big impact guy out there that we can realistically get because we don't have the assets to do so. So I, I don't necessarily have any because I haven't thought of any due to that. Um, sorry, I can't really answer that part of the question for you. But, uh, you know, maybe down the line when we do our uh, Fix the Mavs episode, uh, you'll listen in and that'll actually, you know, answer your question. But appreciate the question nonetheless. Moving on. Next question comes from Dwee Lear, good friend of the math. 
at Dweeler. That's D W E E L E R. Oh, you don't think that's D Wheeler? No. Maybe it is. Well, he has Dwee and then L E R is capitalized. Yeah, that's why. In his regular thing. All right, I'll leave it alone. Right, mind your business. All right, so. <laughs> question is with how the season has gone so far what's the one 2022 resolution the Mavericks should make for the remainder of the season keep a consistent rotation I'm gonna say secure a big with some ass next question <laughs> next question thank you for the question dog I, I, I'm sorry Bibbs answered with some ass um, that's the real. That's a real ass answer. Oh my god! Anyway, <laughs> okay. Whew. Next question comes from at JD. Okay, come on, brother. At JD. At JD MDEVP. What PR is for Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico, but I don't know what the other ones are for. I think it's J JDM or maybe his initials. Okay. I don't know what the dev is though. Uh, his question is <laughs> Jalen Brunson's been on the news lately And with good reason But what about Frank Will he be a part of the team next season How much will he demand Will he be a part of the team next season I hope so uh, I'm not sure How much will he demand um, That's I, that's not a term I would use I don't think he's going to demand anything I don't think he's played <laughs> I don't think he's played that well this season But if you're questioning what his market is going to be, I would still say his market would be like, you know, somewhere around four million. I can save you the stress. I'm pretty sure he's on a team option. OK, um, I'm going to confirm that real quick. I'm pretty sure it was a one plus one deal with the team option for next year, which makes that question very easily easy. Excuse me. Show current contract. <clears throat> Yes, uh, two years. Next year's two million dollars. This year's one point eight. Um, next year's not guaranteed, but that's on us to guarantee it. Then so. my answer is yes, he comes back because there's no reason for them to decline the team option on a cheap deal like that, exactly. considering what he can give to the team. So yes, he comes back. Yeah, two mil for what he provides, like you said, that's that's an easy call. So he'll yeah. definitely be back. Um, unless somebody like really wants him and we have to include him in a trade here. Right. Which I doubt, honestly. Right. Uh I don't see that happening. So um yeah. answer to that is yes. Appreciate the question. Uh next question comes from at Lee J O nine. If Drogic doesn't come to Dallas, where do you see him going? Terrible to think terrible to think about, but there it is. Um my my non-podcast host answer would be I don't care at this point, but <laughs> like <laughs> to t- to be honest, I, I forgot Dragic played for anybody. But doesn't play, so yeah. Um, I'm gonna be honest, brother. <laughs> I don't know where he ends up, simply because his contract is still like eighteen, nineteen million. <clears throat> so what team? Granted, this is the last year of his deal, correct? Yeah. Um, I don't know what we could trade to Toronto that they would say, okay, we'll give you this guy that we're not playing for 
these assets that you're giving us, but we also don't have assets. Um, and to be honest, at this point, we might not even need Drogic. Mm. We're being honest. Um, Jalen Brunson has played extremely well this season. Frank is coming up. Josh Green is showing he can play make, not be a scorer, but you know he can he can make some plays. Um, sure, Drogic will give us a score, some scoring, but do we really want that many guards and undersized guards at that? I'm just saying, especially for a guy who doesn't play defense. Sure, he gives us something else on the other end, but I, I just I personally don't agree. Honestly, I, I like Jalen Brunson in closing lineups, and I think Drogic is a kind of player you should want to have in closing lineups too. And there's no way on God's green earth that was sending out a lineup in the fourth quarter of Drogic, Brunson, and Luka. No. And then at one point, you'd have to decide, okay, so who sits between Drogic and Brunson? I, I just think it creates, I mean... More problems than it fixes, because if yes. you sit Brunson in that situation as an unrestricted free agent, maybe he's thinking, man, what, why am I here? Why am I here? And and why would you rather keep <clears throat> Drogic over Brunson? Drogic is f- almost 40 years old. Like... At this point, I think it creates more problems, like Bibbs just said. That's basically what I've been saying. And granted, this this probably didn't come to mind during the offseason because we didn't expect this from Brunson, let's be honest. We knew the dude was good. We knew he could probably get better, but we weren't expecting this. And I think at this point, it makes no sense for us to go get Dragic. As much as y'all love him, it just makes no sense. Yeah, um, and, you know, I... The story would be great. It would be nice to have him um, if if it was easy. But like you said, there's just too many bodies in the way at this point. And I don't know that we need exactly what he's able to bring right now to the degree, like like you said, where we're going to give up players to, to make to get him. Um, I, I want him to get traded just because I feel sorry for him. <laughs> Because uh, I feel like he wants to play basketball and the Raptors are not letting him right now. So, you know, I, I, I hope that his situation gets resolved, but I don't necessarily feel that it has to be Dallas at this point. You know who could use Goran Dragic? <clears throat> Either the Los Angeles Lakers, even though they have no one to trade with that salary. Yeah, I don't think they're going to give up THT for him. Or the Cleveland Cavaliers. But they just went and got Rondo. I think Goran Dragic would have been better for them. And I think they went for Rondo because he was cheap. Yeah. Like, the the issue with Dragic is his contract. Yeah. The Raptors don't appear. I feel like they they would rather ride out to the sunset instead of waving him. Yeah. Honestly. Like, Uh, why why would I let some other team get better? And I don't blame them. Honestly, as an organization. It makes no sense. I want something back for this value that I know y'all want. Right. Um, and at his size of his contract, you would either have to give something up valuable at the least, or you would have to have a huge team exception, trade exception, right. uh, waiting to use. And space. Yeah. And there's not a lot of teams with that that need Drogic. Not at all. So he's about to be in Toronto until the end of the year. Unless More than likely. dramatically changes. Yeah, which I'm not expecting <laughs> to happen. So... Uh, sorry to that man <laughs> in my Kiki Palmer voice. Um, next question comes. Oh my goodness! Oh God, Rolo. <laughs> oh man, Rolo. We're not um, up here. 
Yeah, when Jesus Christ, we're low. Try to do it rapid fire. I love you, brother. Let's let's get through this. At speak on it, Rolo. Uh, Shout out to the profile picture with the mask outside his hoodie. That's dope. He says, "Forgive me if I've asked few of these before, but number one, (laughs) how do you think Jay Kidd is doing as a coach? Uh, Fifty-fifty. There's positives and negatives. He's not perfect. I like some things. I don't like others. But he's doing better than I expected. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at most of what he's doing. His, my biggest issue right now is I need him to figure out how to close games. He's doing too much of the end of games. He hasn't gone as far as spilling a drink on the court, but <laughs> it's, it's getting close. Like he's getting way too gimmicky and cute at the end of games. Just let let your play. Trust your players, man. Trust your players. All right, number two. Who's most likely to be traded? Boban or Powell? I'll say Powell because of his contract. Um, Believe it or not, I'm pretty sure he has some value around the league, which is insane to think about. But um, mainly his contract. He can fit into deals where we would need to get guys who get paid more. Boban doesn't get paid much. It's really as simple as that for me. Yeah, I can't see anybody actively pursuing Boban. I think the only way Boban gets traded is if it's like we're off by a million or $2 million or whatever on a trade and we have to squeeze him in there, whatever the case might be. I don't even know how much he makes. Um, I think, like you said, Powell is a guy who might have some value for a team that's maybe dealing with a big man injury or whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah, I think Powell is more likely. Number three, what's an under-the-radar slash nobody is talking about this player to get dealt i guess he's asking like what's the under the radar player or nobody like in, in the nba or i think in the nba yeah um that's tough okay i'll give two answers because i'm not sure if he's talking about mavs nba if it's the nba kyle anderson if it's the mavs sheesh that's tough. Dwight Powell. <laughs> is there anybody that nobody's talking about trading? That's the, I mean, the, yeah, uh, Kyle Anderson for me. I think KP is the under-radar Mavs one that nobody's talking about. Oh, wow. Because uh, I feel like everybody else is getting talked about. Uh, I think there are scenarios out there where KP could be on the move. Luka Doncic. Uh, Luka's not getting traded. <laughs> Bet your bippy that Luka Doncic is not going anywhere for at least four years. Notice I said four. Right. Um, under the radar player across the league that might get traded. I feel like it came up earlier in the year, but it's kind of died down. Um, oh, no. I'm going to say Donovan Mitchell. You serious? If they, if that Chris B. Haynes report come out about Dane, I can see it. They'd be idiots to trade Dane for Donovan Mitchell. Man, who said it was straight up? They will be idiots to bring in Damian Lillard and get rid of Donovan Mitchell. All right, I'm, I'm being goofy with that. Yeah, one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no. <clears throat> but uh, what was I going to say? I do think I could see the Jazz making a move. Um, somebody mentioned Jeremy Grant to the Jazz as I think. It, oh, it was uh, X. Uh, that that dude X brought out like a list of trades he would like to see. Like, not ones that were necessarily likely or even, like, being talked about. But one of them was Jeremy Grant to Utah, and I would love that. I would love that as well. That would be a hell of a lineup. Oh, my God. Um, 
yeah hold on i lost the tweet for a second um okay got it fourth part of his question what's your take on all-star weekend how would you fix it what would be done what could be done differently um how would i fix it are we talking about all-star weekend as a whole or the all-star game because if we're talking about the all-star game the weekend as far as the all-star game go back to what they did with the kobe tribute that game they they're still doing it i think they're they're keeping they didn't do it last year thought they did no yeah they did they definitely did wait they definitely did the. Did we have All Star Game last year? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, they no. did. They did like the fourth quarter. The like you had to score twenty four points or whatever. Twenty twenty one. They didn't do the. They they didn't do the Kobe thing no, in twenty twenty one. Sure, they said they were bringing it back. You gonna if they bring up? it back this year, cool. But I don't. I I don't think they did it last year. Maybe I'm hold on. Now I got to look it up. Damn you, Rolo. <clears throat> for the dunk contest get some guys in there that people give a shit about mm, they got to agree to do it that's the problem yeah that's the problem I I, I just don't know people don't care yeah. about that stuff no more the three point contest is the show of the weekend NBA All-Star Game 2021 League to again honor Kobe Bryant by incorporating 24 points into final score yeah they didn't do it last season though what was last season it was just a regular game. Last season was 2021. Yeah. I'm reading an article about the 2021 All-Star game, February 18th, 2021. What the fuck? League to again honor Kobe Bryant by incorporating 24 points in the score. Last year, the All-Star game happened just a few weeks after the tragic death, blah, 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 blah. On Thursday, the league formally announced plans for the 2021 All-Star game, which will take place in Atlanta. Blah, 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 blah. As for the game itself, the league is returning to the Elam ending. If you're unfamiliar with the ideas, worth checking out, blah, 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 blah. Last year, the league adopted the format to the All-Star game and decided that the target score would be calculated by taking the amount of points the leading team had at the end of the third quarter and adding 24 points in reference to Bryant's jersey number. So, for example, if the team in front had 100 after the third quarter, they would then play to 124. Okay. So, like, basically, whoever had the most had to score 24 to win, and the other team had to score 24 plus whatever the amount they were down. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully they do that this year as well. The rest of the All-Star weekend, I have no idea how to fix it. I got some stuff. I was going to say these guys got to put their pride to the side and start doing some damn one-on-one games. I'm going to be honest. That's what I was going to go to. So, one of my favorite things, the best thing at the Pro Bowl is the skills competition. Facts. Um, nobody needs to see a live football game. And to be honest, the live basketball game gets goofy at times and weird and clunky. I want to see horse. I want to see one-on-one. I want to see knockout. Like, could you imagine a knockout game with the best three-point shooters in the league shooting threes and chasing the ball down and trying to get it the bucket? Like Steph, uh, Seth, like all those guys. Do you know what knockout is? Yes. Yeah, so like a game of knockout with 10 guys, go for it. Like, that's the type of stuff I want to see. The games that we used to play on the playground as kids, like, that's what I want to see more of. The Even the, the what's it called? The Is it the, skill, not the skills competition? Yeah. I don't like that. That's not real. And I like it. It's fluky. I like the, the new way they do it with the guard <clears throat> versus the bigs. 
Yeah, I th- and I, that's another thing. They're doing too much. Uh, I hate that the Rising Stars game is international versus USA. I don't like that either. I like the rookies versus sophomores. Yeah, rookies versus sophomore was lit because you could prepare for it. Even though could, the sophomores almost always won. And that's fine. But it made it fun when the rookies finally won. Exactly, because the rookies are going all out and the sophomores are fighting with their pride on the line. That gives you something. You know something they can bring back? And this was like my third favorite thing of the weekend behind the dunk contest in the actual game. The shooting stars competition that used to happen on the weekend. With the legends. They bring a legend, WNBA player. Yes, I love that. They need to bring that back. They don't do that anymore? No, they don't. They haven't done it for years. I don't remember. Well, maybe not. Haven't done it for years. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Fifth part of his question. Do you guys enjoy metal rock music? I actually do because I grew up watching WWE slash WWF. And if you watched it. You know, a lot of the guys' theme songs and theme songs for pay-per-views and stuff were metal rock music, and I've added a lot of that to my Apple music. So, I mean, I don't go out and seek metal rock music, but I can listen to it. Yeah, I don't listen to it on purpose. Um, But, like, if my friends played certain things, I would listen to it. I think the closest I got was, like, I I liked 303 for a while in high school. Um, and I don't even know if you consider them rock because they kind of rap. Um, I remember when Twisted Metal Black came out, Painted Black was like the anthem, um, like old school rock. I don't think I can get into the new stuff more, most likely, but again, if I hear a song on a game, on a movie, or something, I can enjoy it. But like, I'm not about to be in the whip playing 21 Pilots, like, and I don't even know if that's a legit band I just named. Like if I know I'm, they're a band, but I don't know if people actually listen to them. Like going down some some rock artists, I have I just went to the genre in my library. Uh, the Veer Union, Passenger, Greta Van Vliet, Saliva, Thirty Seconds to Mars, The Hives, Three Doors Down, Puddle of Mud, Nickelback, Train. No, you didn't just say Nickelback. <laughs> we not sliding past that. <laughs> We really can't just slide past and go back. <laughs> oh man, the heavy, Lifehouse, uh, the Fray, Jet Black Stare, uh, Rev Theory, uh, One Republic is one of my favorite bands. Actually, I love One Republic. You um, wanna hear my rock genre categories? What is like two two of them? It's mostly. <clears throat> it's not even actual rock. It's like. Rappers that sampled something are the only <laughs> thing that came up with like the name of a rock artist. Like they just put John Rock on the genre. Um, oh, there's a, a Obi Trice song with Van Halen on it. Oh my god, um, that I like called uh, Wanna Know. So, yeah, I got Creed, Drowning Pool, Linkin Park, obviously, you know, so I Shine Down. I got, I got some, I got some joints in, in my catalog. You feel I, me? I, I, can't do it all right so uh number six <laughs> what would your wrestler name and finisher maneuver be okay so 
I played the WWE wrestling games a lot. And I used to create a guy and they would never have the name Maurice in the video game as like a auto generated name to where they say it. So they would have Reese. They would have Williams. Sometimes I would go Reese. But sometimes I would be like, mm, I'm going to go with Ace. Ace or Ace Williams, right? And my, uh, <laughs> my, um, my finisher would be a super kick. And I called it 52 pickup. <laughs> and I had a finisher called the Ace of Spades. <laughs> The Ace of Spades. You gotta say it like that. Sorry. Yeah, the Ace of Spades. See, that was my that's my knowledge rock. <clears throat> I, when I I used to when I was a kid, me and my friends used to like play wrestle a lot, and I would still do a super kick, and I called it the X. I called it the X mark. So X marks the spot. I'm not even going to <laughs> any of that. Um, <clears throat> I used to um, I used to wrestle as a kid. Uh, I used to be really into wrestling, and I, I I don't know if I could come up with a name off the dome. I don't know if I had a name back in the day, but my finishing move would be a hold, actually. Um, and uh, I don't. It might be a real move. I don't know, but I would always, whenever I wrestled my friends, there was a move where I would have them sitting with their back to me. I'll pull their arms behind them and I will put my legs up to where they were behind their head and like lean back and like pull their arms. Um, and it's, it's a very paralyzing move. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I don't know if you know if you can picture that. I, I'm trying. <clears throat> but again, like they're sitting flat on their butt, like with their legs in front of them. Right. Well, the arms back. And then when I pull their arms back, I lean back and like cross my legs behind their head. I can't do that shit right now. <laughs> I think I that actually is a yeah. I think you'd actually break somebody's arms very easily. It didn't happen as a kid, <laughs> but it was like immediately as soon as you got them in that, they were like, "Yo, it's done. It's over. It's over." So, oh my uh, god, I'm gonna call call it the torture rack. That, there's oh, wait, a, there's an action. I'm about to say this. <laughs> you can't just do that. There's a move called the torture rack. <laughs> What's it called? The spreader? Hold on, I'm trying to think. It sounds like a triangle hold, to be honest. I don't know. I'm not, I, like I said, I, I messed around with it. Funny story. When I used to wrestle with my friends, I used to do a move. And mind you, this I was in middle school when I used to do this. Okay. It was there's a move called the backstabber. Uh, you basically <laughs> grab someone's shoulders or head. You okay. jump up, put your knees into their back, fall down on your back, and as they fall down with you, their back, your knees go into their back. What the? F now, when I was younger, I used to do that and kill and not let them go and turn over into a cross face. Mm -hmm. If you watch wrestling, you know where this is going. Years later, like ten years later, Sasha Banks started doing that move. So yes. <laughs> so I just looked up the triangle hold and no. Okay. Like literally, it's back. They're like my. I'm, we're facing the same direction. And oh, like, okay. Like their back is to me. Like their back is to me. I'm pulling their arms behind them, like towards my chest. 
and then putting my legs over top of their arms behind their head. Yeah, you you sound you can definitely pull some arms out of some sockets that way. But yeah, I never, I'm about to I say never you, pulled that hard. It sounds I never, ridiculous. I never pulled that hard. Um, Moving I on. Used, <laughs> I used to like Shawn Michaels Degeneration X Stone Cold, so I would have done. I would have found some way to like merge that. That would have been insane, to be quite honest. <laughs> that would have been. I don't know how you were gonna do that. <laughs> would have been, been something. Number seven. I feel like this question is for you. If you were to throw hands with your alter ego, who would win the fight? There's no way I'm getting slumped by all these things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna promise you that. I will die before I let. I don't have an alter ego, fight. so you know, unless horny Reese counts. I think um, that, unless that's just permanently. That's that's just who I am. Uh, <laughs> number eight. Any more swag on the horizon? Demand and supply, like we said earlier. I to say. Number nine. I appreciate you both. That's not a question, but I appreciate you too, brother. We Thank you. Appreciate you, you man. Just, you know, I'm not even going to say don't come with the long <laughs> questions at this point, man. It, it don't even matter. We appreciate you, Rolo. Moving on. Uh, next question is from Lou Can't Touch This. Oh, we're finally not on the same. Who? At Lou Can't Touch This. Guess it's a play on Luca. Okay, I got it. Um, is it safe to say that Josh Green is already a rotational player, even with all the guys back? I don't think that's safe to say yet. I wish it was, but I don't think it is. Who's missing right now? Um, besides KP. Oh, KP's the big one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's safe either. Like I said, he was the sixth man up, and I right. think he only came up because Sterling Brown wasn't doing a lot. Right. So, no, I don't think it's safe to say. Unfortunately. Uh, Moving on, another question from uh, Lee J09. If wait, what? Do I need to? It's out of order now. That that's crazy. <clears throat> that's why I've been liking them. If we answer them, yeah, I got. I, uh, I've been trying to like four, them too. I got four more. Okay, hold on. I got. Okay, wait. Okay, I'm good. Hold on. I got this question from Jose. Okay. Paradox Killer Twenty Three. Do you guys have any New Year's resolutions that you're comfortable sharing? Um, personal ones. I don't really have. I mean, goals. Yeah, I don't really do New Year's resolutions. Um, I would like to see more movies this year. Me and Bibbs talked about this earlier. I would like to see more movies this year. Okay. Um. I actually make my goals public every year. Um, <clears throat> I post it on my main. I, I didn't post it on my Biz Corner account because I didn't want a bunch of people to read it and have a bunch of comments right. necessarily. But I did post it on my main account. If you follow my main, I don't like promoting my main actually because I don't follow back over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just keeping it out. I got some major people to follow me on that account, and I'm not trying to scare them away. Um, by talking about Mavs all day over there. It's the, literally the only reason I created a Bibbs Corner account. To keep it 100. Um, I'll, I'm going to share a couple of mine. So I didn't do a lot on my website this past year. I plan to do a lot of writing this year. Um, I'm going to be doing recommendation lists because people always ask for movie recommendations, stuff like that. And I always have to like dig through like my memory or 
uh, the list that I keep every year of favorite movies and stuff. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to have my favorite movies on Netflix. I'm going to have favorite by genre, uh, Hulu, Prime Video. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to start like making articles like those aggregator websites do, basically, uh, to where when somebody says, you know, I'm looking for a movie, I can just send them a link versus having to come up with something off the dome. Gotcha. Um so I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be doing some indie news on my website. I'm going to get back to writing movie reviews for uh, Hidden Remote this year. Uh, that's that's the main stuff. We got some big podcast goals that we have. Um, I want to get my Bibs Corner account to 10,000 followers um, at some point. 5,000, 6,000 now? I think I crossed 6,000 recently. Okay. So that I, I personally I was thought I was done growing, but with spaces I've started to grow some more. So I'm gonna go ten thousand. Um, I also want I want to get a producer credit on a movie this year. Um, I've got I got my first credit as a thank you, uh, but I think I want to go bigger this year, so I want a producer credit. Um, if you want more, I put a lot of stuff like it's a long list that I put on my, my website. Again, it's on my main account, MBibs, or if you go to the website, bibscorner.com, it's the last most recent post. Um, again, I post my goals publicly. I've done it for 13 years. There was a year where I had a lot of stuff that I was not doing that I should have been doing. And I said, you know what? I'm going to write out my goals for the year so I can keep myself, hold myself accountable. I'm going to post it, make it public. Um, and it's worked for me. Like every year I, I usually accomplish something that I probably wouldn't have if I wasn't holding myself accountable in that way. So there's that. I'm sorry I rambled. All right. Moving on. Question comes from at 517-214. Uh, big fan of the show. Big homie. He's been on the show before. He has his own podcast with SJ Basketball. Yes, sir. Check it out. Uh, Question, what's a reasonable return if you trade Jalen? That's tricky because of Jalen's contract. Um, It's tough tough to really get something in return because of his contract. He was a second-round draft pick. He isn't getting paid first-round lottery draft pick money. Um, It'll be hard to match, but uh, what do you think? Um, yeah, he, one, he's unrestricted, so that's one hold up. Unless he's agreeing at that time to do a, a, a extension. Not an extension. He's not going to do that. Sign but if, he, if, if we call the team and let's say it's Philadelphia, for example, and they're ready to send us Ben Simmons, obviously we're going to have to add something to it. We can't just do brunch and straight up. Let's say it's been it's it's Philadelphia and that's home for Jalen, right? And when we make that call, we tell Jalen, hey, we got Philadelphia on the line. They really want you. They think you could be the point guard of the future. Um, they have defenders like Matisse Thibel that can cover you defensively, and they, they think you can take them over the top. And Brunson says, you know what? If I'm that guy, if I'm gonna be the guy, I will agree right now verbally to sign an extension contract with Philly. Uh, what are y'all offering me? And maybe they'll say, you know, we'll give you 20 mil a year. And it's like that. And he can agree verbally, but no team is going to take that risk straight up. And I think I might've just answered the question. <laughs> ben Simmons. Yeah, there uh, you go. A disgruntled guy, 
Like, it's got to be one of those type of situations. It's got to be a disgruntled player. It's got to be a player that's asking to come to Dallas. And we have to have Jalen guaranteeing that he's going to sign an, a new contract with that team. Um, and we're going to have to probably tack on THJ or Bullock or whoever to make it work financially. Uh, Dwight Powell, whatever, to make it work financially. So it's tricky. Um, I'm cool either way, to be honest. If we're getting a guy like Ben Simmons back, I'm with it. If we go into the offseason, he's going to resign. I'm with it. I feel like that could have been shorter. All right, next question. <laughs> I had to, you got you to gotta establish the parameters. I can't just You say, realize we ain't even done Unsung Hero and Weekly Forecast yet? Man, F Unsung Hero <laughs> Weekly Forecast. <laughs> next question comes from my boy Jose Montelli on at Jay Montelli. When does Giannis enter the GOAT convo? When he wins more championships. I'm going to give you a long-winded answer again. (laughs) So the GOAT series. Oh, my God. (laughs) Statistically, and when we're talking GOAT convo, for me, the GOAT convo right now is three players. Michael Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, right? Kareem is at 1,140 GOAT points. Giannis is a long way back. Giannis gonna have to win like three, four more championships. Um, two, three more MVPs. Yeah, that goat convo is crazy. The minimum LeBron has four MVPs, for example. The top six on my list have four MVPs or more. So there's, there's the first party answer. Each of them also has at least two finals MVPs, at least four rings. Yeah, Giannis got some work to do. That's, that's where we'll leave that. Thank you, brother. Next question. Hey, man, what the that fuck is? is this, man? What happened? What the fuck is this? What happened? What the fuck is this, Bibbs? What the fuck is this? What's going on? What the f- Next question comes from at Optimus Bibbs. What is this? What? <laughs> what? What is... You're going to have to read the question, I guess. <sighs> on a scale from 1 to 10, how... I- on a scale from 1 to 10, how optimistic are you about the Mavs' chances to get out of the first round this year? Not answering this question. What? That's a legit question. I it's from I mean, you. It's not for me. This shit is getting... I this, couldn't care less this, about that question. This, this, this is getting out of hand. This is getting gonna, out of hand. I'm going to say... I got to put a stop to this. Shout out to Optimus Bibbs. I got to put a stop to this. Optimus Bibbs is a huge follower Oh my fucking goodness! Um, yeah, he's a huge follower. He's literally following you everywhere you go because you're him. Nick. Mm. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not him. I, I'm not claiming that dude. Um, oh god. Scale of one to ten. Oh, I almost said it. <laughs> <laughs> scale of one to ten, optimist. I'm gonna say. Right now, I'm gonna say a three. I'm gonna say a three. Because right now we're looking play-in-ish. 
and we would be lining up at best probably with Utah, Phoenix, Golden State, and I don't think we can beat any one of those three teams. We got to get to that four or five spot for me to believe. And then I got to see who we're matched up against. So right now I'm saying three out of ten. This man just sat here and gave out a fleshed out answer to a question he asked y'all. I just want y'all to understand what is going on here. I'm going with a one. Moving on. No more questions. That was the actual final question. How ironic that that was at the end of the thread. Um, Shout out to Optimus. No. Anyway, um, we're going to take another ad break. And we'll be back with the weekly forecast and the unsung heroes. And then we're out of here. This podcast has gone too goddamn long. If you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey, Spotify for Podcasts is the perfect platform for you. They allow you to record your podcast and edit it, not only from your computer, but your phone as well. So you can do it on the go wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all. They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the Spotify platform, but every other podcast and platform as well. Just like that. All you have to do is record, edit, hit publish, and Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify podcasters. To start my journey, Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. And now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back finally at the end of the road. It feels like we've been doing this podcast for two damn hours, and it's probably been uh, about that length of time. Uh, we've been talking for at least two hours. We've been talking for a minute. Um, time for the unsung hero of the week. Four-game slate this past week, and I must say personally, the unsung hero of the week goes to... Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell gets the unsung hero of the week. Uh, Bibbs is face palming right now, even though he knows deep inside Dwight Powell did play very well this week. Um, granted, he was probably doing it because he doesn't want to lose his job. Um, I'm pretty sure Bibbs wanted me to give it to Marquise Chris, but <laughs> I'm giving it to Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell played very well this week. <laughs> I wish y'all could see Bibbs' face the White Powell played very well this week with his job on the line. Um, unfortunately, he probably secured his job. <laughs> you know what? I, I can't get through this. Look at that bibs, man. I'm gonna just I'm gonna kick it. I'm gonna kick it to bibs for the weekly forecast, bibs. Give me a second, Reese. I'm trying to recover. <clears throat> Wow, uh, that was a that was an upsetting portion of the show. I'm gonna say it. Keep it 100. Uh, anyway, moving into another big week, and it is gonna be a huge one. We've got some big opponents on the docket. First up, 
Monday. That's today, folks. We're going to play against the Denver Nuggets and MVP Nikola Jokic. He's been balling, and uh, it's unfortunate his team isn't in a better position because he probably should be doubling up on those MVPs. Uh, but unfortunately, his team is completely falling apart physically, and Facundo Campazzo is probably the second best player on the roster right now. But they're very dangerous. They're still holding on. They've been fighting, clawing, scratching, biting. And, um, you know, we you can never sleep on this team. It's going to be interesting to see how we match up. Uh, probably going to have to play some Marquise Chris, and he's probably going to foul out in five minutes. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving forward, Wednesday is a huge day in the Dallas Metroplex. We've got the Dirk Nowitzki jersey retirement night. Tickets are going for 5000 a pop to look at the arena. <laughs> uh, but Dirk is going to be in attendance. There's going to be some good stuff going on there. I should have been in the building, but I'm not. It happens to the best of us. But besides all the festivities and the excitement, we got the Golden State Warriors on the docket. That's a little bit less exciting because they're lighting it up right now Steph Curry is throwing balls over his shoulders without looking and having it go splash and uh, we've got some defenders so uh, we're going to be put to the test I, I, I like the being tested by that team right now with the the rotations we're going to be able to throw out should be a lot of fun finally moving forward in the week I actually can't see it what the hell Oh, yes, Friday. <laughs> We're going to be playing the Houston Rockets. <laughs> in Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> the, the, the Rockets are in turmoil right now. Kevin Porter Jr. got upset and left the arena. Shout out to Antonio Brown. A lot of that going around. Christian Wood was very unchristian. Uh, he was a sinner. <laughs> the other day, he, was, he missed a testing uh, period and got benched. Then he got called out by an assistant coach and said, you know what? How about I just don't play? <laughs> it's going to hurt his uh, trade value because they were already trying to trade him. I'm not sure what he's got going on. But, you know, he both of these guys have a history of malcontent. The sad part is this team can still beat us, so we got to be on our game. And then finally, to end the week, it's going to be a doozy, folks. We're going to face the Chicago Bulls in Dallas. Domar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic. They're actually full-strength guys. and uh, Well, not full-strength. I think Caruso's still out. But they're full-strength with their, their big three. All three guys that big-time Mavs people didn't like and didn't want. They got, those guys know that. And so they're going to come in on a mission. we got two MVP candidates, two all-star starter types in Levine and DeRozan on top of Nikola Vucevic, who might get loose a bit. And, um, you know, it's going to be a rough week. I'm going to say overall, if we can get out of here two and two, that's not a bad week. Back to you, Reese. I, I got to stop muting my mic when you do these so people can start hearing my reactions to some of the shit that you say but um <laughs> so for this upcoming week like you said got Denver got Golden State got Houston we got Chicago mm. that's two one seeds in it record Yep. Record. 
24 and 10 Bulls? No, 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 no. I'm talking about like for the week. Like what what oh, record are you at? I said two and two is the like that would be the goal. That would be the goal. But I mean, that would be I would love that would to be, be ideal, goal. basically. Yeah. Worst okay. case scenario. That's the worst case. That's ideal. But what are you truly expecting? We got Luca back. I assume KP's not actually hurt. Mm-hmm. They were just resting him today. We should be able to beat the Nuggets. I'm gonna say three and one. Three and one. Wait, three and Wait. one. Hold up, shit. We gotta beat the Bulls and Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> I think we can beat. The, I think we can beat the Warriors. Okay. Uh, you know Draymond's back, right? Yep. I think we can beat the Warriors. Okay. Uh, mine is gonna I'm, depend on what the rotations look like. I'm expecting one and three. Okay. I'm expecting us to lose to the Nuggets. Uh, I think the Rockets game is a lock, but uh, knowing this team, I wouldn't be surprised if we beat them, but I'm expecting us to lose. I can just, I, I understand. Uh, you know, expect disappointment. Won't be disappointed. You know what? You can't keep doing that. Michelle Jones Watson. That's a one-time thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, let's, let's just close this out. Uh, I can't believe we've been on here. I cannot believe we have disgraced ourselves like this. Um, we do this every week. Every week, bro. Nah, this is this one was actually ridiculous. Like I we feel should like be ashamed. Pinky in the brain. Like, we should be ashamed of ourselves. This was actually ridiculous this week. Um, and and of course it's the week I host that we go this goddamn long. Uh, you gotta so, cut me off. Yeah, you gotta cut me off. Yeah. Uh, let, let me get wasted on the talk. I, I, I gotta start being the Sandman and shit. Uh. Get a buzz or something. Yeah, start timing your ass. Uh, stop some stop the cap music. Look at us. We going over. We going over right now. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, we'll catch y'all next week. Make sure you follow the Mavs Outsiders Twitter page. Follow me at Mondarese. Follow Bibs at Bibs Corner. Every Wednesday we do the spaces. Um, hashtag Who Spaces on Twitter. Uh, this Wednesday we'll be doing something a little different. So be on the lookout for that. But until then. Well, I'll let y'all. Peace. Peace. Hollywood isn't really, you know, um, contagious right now. So, I mean, if you think about it, there's only so many stories you can really tell. The only thing that changes is the world itself. So it yeah. kind of changes, like the like you know, at one point in time, Russians were all the bad guys, and then yeah. became terror, like terrorists were the bad guys, and now we're back to Russians because terrorists is a sensitive subject. I was <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 I when I do find something that's different, I overrate the hell out of it because I just like things. That, I like I like being caught off guard by something. I don't like being able to predict how something is going to go. 
yeah, I need to get out and see more movies this year. I didn't see as many as I liked uh, last year. I was only really able to do a top five favorite movies. And I probably could have done more. The thing is, I tend to forget, like, the, like the first half of the year, I'm like, damn, what movies did I see? Like, I don't remember <laughs> off the top of my head what movies I saw. And for some reason, I would always go to the history excuse me on my amc app but it's glitching and when i go to the history the app closes out so i could not go and see what movies i saw other than like the past six months um and i didn't start doing my half and half reviews on youtube like till halfway through so uh yeah but this year i'm definitely gonna i'm definitely gonna be able to see more movies yeah Uh, that is definitely one of my personal goals as well. I only saw, I think I, I checked my list, 56 movies this year. 56 okay. new movies, which is sad because like I'm two years ago, I think I watched like 150 or something like that. Um, and I wrote like 100 reviews. So, Yeah, yeah another <clears throat> thing I wanted, I don't want to just go out to the movies to see movies. I need to start checking out more like streaming service movies mm. i get nerve i, I get kind of hesitant with it because when people talk about movies on net like oh this movie on netflix is so good this movie on hulu or amazon it, it's usually mid or worse like <laughs> i always think about bird box and that will smith movie with the i like the will smith movie don't bright 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 was i like bright oh okay All right. I, I like bright um oh. i gotta find where i wrote about it but yeah. like I liked it as a, a origin story. Like they could like there were clear flaws and like things they can do better or more, but like as far as the world building aspect of it, I was with it. Yeah, but the Bird Box is always <clears throat> the one I go back to. That's um, just that was just marketing. Yeah, Bird Box, aka the happening meets the mist. Um the the one that was good though, I don't know if I can't remember who it was that told me to watch it. Who was in it? Um it came out last year. Um, uh, was it Jennifer Garner? Was it Charlize Theron. Charlie, I think it was Jennifer it Garner. It wasn't an action movie. It was. I think it was Jennifer Garner. In an action movie. And it ended, like, on a street where a bunch of homeless people lived. Ah, oh, I can't think of this name. Name of this movie. Are you sure that was last year, not this year? It was last. Oh wait, no. There was a Sandra Bullock movie that just came out. It was in twenty. Yeah. No. 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 You're right. It was in twenty nineteen. It was in twenty nineteen. Yeah. No, I'm at twenty twenty. My fault. It was in twenty twenty. It was in twenty twenty. I just realized like you, it was in... you said twenty twenty. <clears throat> I said yeah, yeah. was it this year? Yeah, I thought it was this year. Twenty twenty one. I thought no, it was twenty twenty one, but it it was twenty twenty. You made me pull up my list. It was a Netflix movie with Jennifer Garner. I remember because the person I was uh, talking to at the time told me to watch it. I'm going to tell you, um, the issue that you described, like not being able to remember the movie you saw earlier in the year, mm-hmm. made me like start keeping a running list of every single movie I watched during the year. Um, like rating them, pointing out which actors had the, the best you know, performances. Uh if it had good music, like whatever things I might want to talk about with somebody, I like keep a running list starting at the beginning of every year. So like 
for 2020, this is my my 2020 list right there. You got it into uh, I can't really read it, but you got it into like categories. Yeah, so like the first top five is the first one, like five stars, four and a half stars, four stars, three, three and a half, et cetera, and so forth. Like it's categorized, like broken down. Like this is the rating, so that's 2020. And then I have I do a uh, peppermint. I did see peppermint. Was that wasn't a Netflix movie, was it? Yeah. Where did I put it on my list? Are you you said it was 2020? Yep. Mm-hmm. I definitely watched that movie, or did I? I'm a, I'm gonna check to see exactly what. Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry, people. I know y'all. Don't... <laughs> We we sitting here talking about this. <laughs> you want to cut this out? No, nah, no, nah, you can leave it in. Just 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 put it in the uh, in the notes where you know. Gotcha. We'll, we'll say intro and ran, random rambling about movies. The old guard is the movie I thought you were talking about. Oh, uh, I didn't see that. What I didn't the see f- that? Nah, you gotta watch. Oh <laughs> wow, Peppermint came out in 2018. There we I go. Watched there it in 2020. That makes a lot more sense, and it also makes sense why it might be on Netflix because I it think got, I watched I, it with my mom. I think it was was it on Prime Video? Or did I we thought it was movie? a Netflix original. <clears throat> did we go to the movie? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Is it a Netflix original? Is that the one where her husband got killed? Her husband and her daughter she was got trying killed. To get, and, yeah, yeah. It's prime. It's on Prime Video now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think me and my mom did we, we either went to the theater to see it or we saw we like rented on. No, we did go to the theater. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm sorry, y'all. This is not. Hey, this, hey, is, hey, this, hey. this is not the Have You Seen podcast, speaking of which. <laughs> but have you seen? <laughs> me and Bibbs did do a review of Spider-Man No Way Home on his Have You Seen podcast. If you have not checked it out, go check that out. The last episode of the Have You Seen podcast. Yes, sir. Moving forward. Um, but speaking of moving forward, let's move forward with this podcast, man. We, 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 <laughs> we no, just I'm spent... going to show you, like, I got, like, the award breakdown as well. Like, best actor, best uh, supporting actor, best music, uh, best young p- actors, because I like to try to give credit to people under 18. I'm going to be putting out, and the only reason I'm bringing this up right now is because I'm going to be putting out lists on my website for all this okay. stuff. Um, and then I have like most emotional movies, fun movies, suspenseful movies, scary movies, and then indie movies as well. I'm telling you right now, <clears throat> we'll dive deep in this off of the podcast, but I know you probably don't want to do it. Yeah. But there's an avenue for all of that on YouTube, brother. And when I say, like, (laughs) you can get, like, credentials and early access to films. Okay, never mind. Moving on. Uh, (laughs) That's the the problem. I'm going to lose it if I don't start doing something with it. (laughs) People still sending me Oscar-nominated movies and stuff, and I'm just ignoring the emails. I'm tripping. Oh, my goodness. Get it together, brother. Yeah. This year was different. I'm almost done with school, though. Did you get it from reviewing on your website? Um, I started on my website. I started to get a few contacts. And then when I started writing for uh, Hidden Remote and Netflix Life, I started getting more. Uh, I started doing like recaps of shows. And then like people from the shows would reach out to me. Um, like the actress from Blackish that reached out to me. That's like we're friends now, basically. Nice. Um, and like I interviewed the whole cast of Claws. 
And then the rep that reps Niecy Nash also repped Coleman Domingo. She That's got how you got there. that interview. And then she she again she liked she liked what I was doing, so she gave me Gabrielle Dennis. Like, and I again I'm just not using <laughs> those contacts that I have. Um, it was a few of them. Like you that. interviewed them like on um, back to back to back. No, I'm saying like on what platform? Like how did you do it? So that was before I was hooked up with like Zoom and stuff like that. So it was just a phone call. Like I okay. called Niecy Nash called me. And then she said, let me call you back because my son's tires just got slashed and I got to talk to him about these girls he run around here with. Oh, my so, God. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, son, you got to do better. Um, but, yeah, that, that was cool. Karuchi's, uh person called and was like, oh, no, I got on the call and the lady was like, you only talking about this show. And I was and I had like so when I do an interview, I always listen to like four or five other interviews the person has done because I don't want to ask them the same questions. And every single person brought up Chris Brown, and like I could oh see how uncomfortable she was with it. So I was like, I'm not doing that. But that's that. Like when the person came on, I was like, "You only talking about this show?" I was like, "Yeah, I, I know what that was about." Right. <clears throat> yeah. That's that's terrible. Honestly, that they. Yeah. Oh man. All right. People so. Ignorant. Yeah, we could talk about this on our own time. At least take it uh, 15 minutes. Let's get to it. <laughs> <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. America. 